Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Andrew with Coach Tony. And today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to turn short-term weight loss or short-term progress of any kind into lasting gains, lasting transformations. And you've seen us the last few weeks if you've been following along. We just finished our nutrition challenge and we were talking about the different topics throughout those given weeks. And now that the, the challenge is done, we want to talk about how to keep those results and build on those results because we had a lot of people that had great transformations, but we know that's not exclusive to just the challenge. Whether you're starting with us in the gym, you're starting nutrition coaching, you've probably seen progress at some point, and many of you have probably also experienced what it feels like to regress from that progress, which never feels good. So how do we take that progress we've made and either maintain it if we're at a pretty good goal for ourselves, or build on that and keep it going and not just make it a short-lived success. So what are the first things that come to mind for you, Tony, when, when people are telling you about how well they've done in the challenge and how, what are your, what's your advice for them to keep this thing going? Um, I think one of the first things I tell them is that progress is never linear and the, the outputs never fully represent the inputs, I guess. It's never like a one-to-one. -one. You don't put in one hour of work and get one hour of results mm -hmm. out. Um, and that's kind of hard to see. Like, So in a 28-day challenge, you could put in a lot of work. You can do a lot of things right that you haven't done before. And you may, at the end of the 28 days, think, man, I didn't really get to where I really thought I could be at 28 days. And that's where it's time to reflect, um, think about the things you did right. And because maybe the biggest results, maybe the biggest outputs are yet to come. You know, maybe it is that week five of continuing the challenge that you actually see like a huge um, amount of fat loss or yeah. a huge jump in strength in the gym or, or your, your cardio output. Yeah, I think about like the in-body test. You have the before and the after in-body test. And as coaches, I have this mindset of like when I see an athlete retest, I'm like, oh, this is feedback based on what they did. So like they've done better with tracking their protein. How did that affect their muscle mass over the last 28 days? How did that affect their weight loss and uh, their hydration and all these things? And I look at it as kind of feedback, whereas if you have um, more of this growth mindset, that's how you can view it. You can view it as, okay, yeah, I did some things right during these 28 days. I know I wasn't perfect, but this is the result I saw. And whereas if you have this fixed mindset, you could look at it as like, okay, this, you know, day zero was a test, day 28 is a retest, and you either passed or failed. And then you, you stop to kind of like, you stop looking at it as a process with feedback and you're start, starting to see it as a test or a result or you know some kind of summary of how you did over 28 days. Yeah, it's not final. It's just, it's just another data point, you know? So like I follow the stock market, so I like compare it to stocks. It's like, you could see a stock go up like 700% like Zoom did recently and be like, wow, I've totally missed it. And just decide that you won't get into that stock. Or you could remember that stock trading is infinite as long as the company's still in business. Right. It's still gonna trade tomorrow and the next day and the next day. They're still gonna trade just like you're gonna keep working on your health. This is an infinite game, okay? So when we take an in-body test, that's just one data point. We have to remember that 
this is an infinite game. We keep playing this game. We keep playing this game of health, getting stronger, getting fitter, um, and it's not going to end. Yeah. So one of the ways that I, I encourage our team to make this uh, long-lasting change is to reflect on what's gone right over that last period of time. So in our case, it's 28 days, but maybe you're six months into training with us and you're saying, okay, let me reflect on what's gone right over the last six months. And I think it's really important to note like what has gone well and what are the things that I still could be doing a lot better. And when it comes to things that have gone well, I think it's really important, important to look is like, what's been the easiest things for me to implement that have had the greatest change, all right? We, we, when we're thinking of that from a proactive state, we're saying, what's the low hanging fruit? What's the smallest thing I can change that's gonna have the biggest impact? And when you're reflecting, look at what, what are the changes that I made that were actually pretty easy for me to put into place, had very little impact on my life in a negative way. They may have actually had an immediate positive impact in addition to creating great results for me. And how can I keep doing more of those things? And that's what was so great about our challenge where it had these different uh, kind of sections of like, all right, we're going to focus on nutrition, water, sleep, exercise. And it allowed people to kind of say, you know what? I thought I worked out a lot, but now that I look at it, I worked out two times a week and you got me working out five times a week. And man, did that make a difference? Yeah. Um, so instead of like just, just trying to fit to, you know, other challenges might just make you eat a certain way and do that for 30 days, you might not experience or be able to reflect on much. Um, but when you do these things where you try to um, just kind of shore up different parts of your life, you can kind of see, oh yeah, that was something I didn't do before and it clearly made a difference for me. Yeah, and you don't have to be perfect to get good results. I mean, I had someone on my team that still struggled with their sleep. I know I was not personally great with my sleep and, and this person still lost close to 3% body fat, even with one category that was not so great because they were doing other things right. Um, I think it's also really important to note, okay, what were the things that were hard for you? And, and then distinguish with that, like what was hard for you, but got easier as the challenge went on? And then what was hard for you that just always stayed hard for you throughout? Because that's a big difference. If something was hard for you at first, but now it's easier, recognize that it is becoming easier. It is becoming a habit and that it will probably only continue to get easier the longer you do it. And don't think back to when it was hard, but think about to how much you progressed and how if it continues to progress, it may actually become very easy for you. Like maybe meal prepping is that thing. I think that's a big example for people where at first they may have cleared out an entire Sunday to do everything. And then by the end of the challenge, they're using Instacart, they're using a crock pot, they're grilling, they're doing it all in 90 minutes and it's so much easier. And it would be easy to think, oh my God, I don't know how long I can keep this meal prep up, but you just like exponentially shaved off so much time in a period of a few weeks. Imagine how much better you're gonna get at that process if you just keep it up. So that's something you wanna keep doing and improving at versus something else like, I don't know what it would be exactly. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it is the vices. Like maybe that was really, really hard for you to take a vice out completely. And you realize, you know what, for me, I have to sprinkle it in because I actually obsess over it more when it's not there at all. And I'm better off just actually intentionally having a glass of wine every other night versus trying to avoid it for five or six days because then by the time Saturday comes, you know, I just go crazy with it. Like figure out what those things are to you because they're all, they're all gonna be individual. It's different for every person.
Yeah, and you, you mentioned like things that can change within a challenge. Sometimes not a lot of things change within a challenge. And we've had people do our challenges two, three, four times even because mm-hmm. there's just little things they change, but they don't, they don't get there yet. And they're like, man, I'm just not there with my sleep yet. And like when the next challenge comes around, they're like, I'm in again because I know I need something to help me get this thing tightened up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of the, the challenge that I think people forget is that they, um, they don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And we are very strict with our challenges of not letting people drop off of the challenge because we don't want them to feel like, well, if I'm not perfect and I'm not scoring enough points and I'm holding back the team and I'm just going to stop doing it. And we say, no, like keep going. Sometimes we adjust numbers for people so they can make it more realistic for them, but we want them to keep going. And it's, it is better to get six and a half hours of sleep instead of five hours of sleep. And in our case of our challenge, that's a point. And I think people forget how much those little instances of a little bit more intention and just, you know, getting one point instead of two, like that's not just exclusive of our challenge. It's a metaphor for this life moving forward is find those places that you can still get to bed 30 minutes earlier, drink, that extra glass of water, even though you haven't had a good day of hydration, those little wins add up. Yeah, and we had some pretty cool wins. So we, we have gotten some feedback from our challengers so far. I just wanted to share some of the things that people shared with us about how things have changed. Um, you know, one of our one of our challengers said like she didn't realize she was like literally dehydrated before the challenge, before like doing the water goals. And when she started drinking water, she was like, wow, I feel like a, a normal operating person again. And another one of our challengers, he's like, um, yeah, so I actually know what the color of my coffee should be <laughs> now that I've taken a measuring spoon and putting that in my coffee. And he also said that now he used to have coffee throughout the day. He only has one to two cups in the morning versus, and he said no more afternoon coffee because he was drinking so much more water. Yeah. So measuring the coffee, knowing what coffee should look like and taste like in combination with the water really helped him put that into uh, just in a good place for him and uh, the benefits he was seeing. Um, Changing the way they look at food, you know, changing the way they shop. So like these are things that like, again, it takes some kind of deeper reflection to even see that you don't go into certain aisles in the grocery store anymore. Um, But without really like looking at that and seeing what you change during a challenge, you may not even notice it. So that's what we're trying to pull out is like when you do these short-term things and you get these short-term gains, like really try to see the things you did differently because you may be overlooking some of the easier um, things. Yes. Yeah. And the last bit of reflection is what about this feeling today do you currently love? Because it's 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 easy to get caught up in the numbers, whether you saw good numbers or bad numbers in terms of your results, you know, you get you see a percent body fat and then it becomes all about that instead of like, no, I feel incredible. Like, I mean, I remember one of one of my team members was telling me about her hydration and like I could see her skin is like glowing and so much clearer and like you just see those differences and those are things that don't show up on an in-body scan. And those are things that we quickly forget about if we don't if we don't recognize them and say, yeah, this is better. Like my skin is way clearer, my energy is way better. I don't have that afternoon crash. I love how the discipline feeds into my work and my family, and realize that there's more to this feeling than just fitting in certain clothes because that can keep you going when things get challenging. Yeah. The other thing I want people to um, 
build on these things is, is the habits, the actions, okay? And um, how can we have, again, this growth mindset where we're saying, okay, we didn't just achieve this result and now where do we go? But like, you know what? This wasn't that hard. I did some things right. How can I add to that? And I think recipes is something that stands out to me because recipes are, the, are this thing that you can always add to it. I think the successful people tend to eat the same meals regularly. And every time you eat healthy for a period of time, you find a new meal that you add to the staple list, right? So in that case, if you keep accumulating all these really good staple meals that you're adding to the routine, then things should only get better with time because you're only adding more recipes that you love into the mix. And every challenge brings hopefully one or two or three new ideas that you didn't know about before that you can add to the rotation and not feel like you're deprived, not feel like you're cheating yourself by eating healthy. Yeah, and kind of a brother uh, point to that would be the planning portion of that. You know, So once you know the recipe, you know what you're gonna make, you plan it out, you prep it, um, because when meals happen by chance, chances are they're not gonna be as healthy and, and align with your goals. So when you, when you start to plan it out and you keep that planning going, um, you can really keep these results going as well. Yeah. The other part is routines. I think a lot of our people gotten really good either nighttime or morning routines where um, they went right into you know prepping their lunch for their day. At night, they're spending less time on on a screen because um, they're making sure that they you know cut things down so they can spend more time in bed. And what are the things that you can build on in that routine? What's still missing from their routine that you would love to have? Are you not making time for reading? Are you wanting to have even more time with? with uh, your family, your workouts, what is it? What can you add to that routine that's going to continue to make that thing better? And when you stack things together, it is more of a routine rather than um, something you have to remember, right? That's really what I'm saying with routine is like, it becomes more of a habit rather than I have to remember to do this thing. So talking about habits, I saw this quote on Instagram, so I thought it was really appropriate for today. People do not decide their futures they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. Um, and I think like we, t- we talk about like how important the structure is and the habits are. One of our uh, challengers just told me how important the team was for her. She said she's a very competitive person and all she needed was like that team aspect to feel like, hey, I gotta do this for the team. Um, so it's like, how do you keep that going? How do you keep that going when the challenge ends? Um, some ways are just see who wants to keep doing it with you. You know, we can get into our nutrition challenge group, see who wants to do the buddy system, right? There's gotta be someone out there who would keep doing the challenge with you. Um, you know, and you could be outside the gym as well. Maybe a relative wants to do the challenge with you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of just stealing our sheets, stealing our point system and just running with it and, uh, and doing it for another four weeks and pick your favorite week of the, the four that we did um, if you're not, if you weren't in your cha- our challenge, um, set up your own, set up a, a, a few categories that you're going to track, daily habits you're going to track, reward some points to each of those days, and set up a, a wager with a friend, a spouse, where at the end of 30 days, you, whoever has the least amount of points is going to buy the other person something in the, the $50 to $100 range, right? Something that's significant, not too crazy, but something that's going to excite you guys and keep you accountable to moving forward with this because accountability and stakes is one of the the most necessary things for achieving results it's not a it's not a gimmick if it works if it creates results for you roll with it and use it to your advantage yeah we love hearing those stories from our members so if you guys if you guys do that you can run the challenge on your own 
we love hearing those stories and don't ask for any royalties. So let's do it. Another way that I like for people to build on habits is to look at like their pantries and, and understand, like make a decision. What foods in your house never need to be in your house again? Like what are the foods that you successfully avoided over the last 28 days for the most part that you're either starting to go back to or you're, you're still craving because they're there? that you can just get rid of your out of your house altogether. I see this a lot with, you know, families that have kids where they have food in the house that they they think is for the kids, that they say is for the kids, that they end up eating more than their kids do. And if it's something like that, just get it out of your house. You're in full control and your kids might like it, but I'm sure they like a million different things. And if it's something that really is a crutch for you, realize that you're in full control and it's it's simply a decision to get that thing out of your house and not buy it again and and set yourself up for success in those little ways yeah and like it's it actually takes more energy to get back to a bad habit which is kind of funny because it's like you've created these good habits of not having something in your house and now you need more energy more money to go actually and buy the product that's going to bring back a bad habit so just kind of keep that in mind like is it less energy to keep these good habits going you know I, i noticed like I just crave water like a lot more throughout the day. It would actually take me more energy to stop drinking water right now than it takes me to actually drink water, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a good place to be for sure. Um, So mindset moving forward, you actually have, I'll let you go first because you had that upper limit problem that you want to talk about and then I'll share something as well. Yeah, so um, Andrew and I have been doing conscious leadership coaching and they recommend this book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about the upper limit problem, ULP, um, as our inner thermostat that we set within ourselves that we de- it determines how much, we, how much success we allow ourselves to have. So um, basically a thermostat, not a temperature or, or a thermometer, I should right. say, right? It's actually something you can set. And I think we don't really realize that as we enter, say, a 28-day challenge, we set the goal of like, I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, why not 15? Why not 20? Like, of course, your coaches are going to give you realistic, realistic ex- expectations. But the point is, results can be infinite. Something can always be improved. Um, and if you're the one setting the goal for yourself, it's most likely limited in some kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. We have an environment, we have friends that shape who we think we should be or could be, right? So when you see like these positive results, Maybe you stopped going out to the bar a lot, right? And maybe those friends are, you're not on the best of terms with the friends that go to the bar a lot, right? And that's okay. Like, I think we have to remember, we're gonna feel a little uncomfortable as we hit our upper limit, all right? That's where the problem comes in, is that we set this thermostat at a certain amount of results, a certain amount of like positive stuff we see, we can always change it, right? It's on us to be able to up that thermostat. and. No, I was just going to say like, okay, well, how do I just change my thermostat and believe I can do more? Like focus back on the process, focus on those habits that just made you crush it and helped you crush it and just keep doing those things. Yeah. I love the thermostat example. And I love the fact that you're saying you set the thermostat because once you decide, okay, you're deciding I want my house at 72 degrees. And if it's at 77 currently, then everything around it has to conspire together to get it down to 72 degrees and you have to believe that you can be at you know 14 percent body fat whatever your goal is 
And then the habits and actions are all going to conspire, hopefully, if you're taking, focusing on the process, to get you to that number if you truly believe. And what I've found is that if people don't intentionally set their own thermostat, then it, it becomes, by default, set by the people they spend the time with, right? Because you have those friends that when you do a challenge like this and you lose the weight, that are gonna go, hey, you're too skinny, you know, you gotta eat more. You're, you know, sometimes it's like you're anorexic. It gets, you know, pretty, pretty mean, pretty brutal. And most people aren't that skinny. They aren't that, you know, they just started to make some progress, but they start to hear these things in their life. And if they haven't intentionally set their thermostat and really believe that this is where I wanna be and this is where I can be, then they just adopt those mindsets and belief patterns of the people around them that don't hold themselves to that high standard. Yeah, and Atomic Habits is really good about talking about that. Like, if you wanna be, if you wanna have a certain habit, like, embody the habit holder. Like, who has that habit? And be like them, say you're them, right? So don't say like, I wanna go run a marathon. Like, say I'm a marathon runner, or I am a runner, right? So you're the identity of the runner first, before you even start this journey to an audacious, Goal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's wrap up there. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you if you followed along the last four weeks of our challenge. Uh, if you guys have any questions, as always, or topics you'd love for us to touch on, shoot an email to me, Andrew at fittown.com or Tony at fittown.com, and we'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.